hello, freeloaders. Katie here. What you are about to hear is an excerpt from our most recent premium episode, which is about a Me Too case that was, to uh, quote my weird sidekick, more complicated than initial reports would have led you to believe. There's a lot more, including Jesse doing some self-defense and the very strange backstory of a Vox writer named Asia Romano, who I was not happy to learn once wrote fan fiction about Anne Frank's sexual awakening. Uh, if you would like to hear the whole thing, and how could you not, you can join us at blockedandreported.org, where you can get the full story and much more. So please join us there and enjoy the show. Okay, so uh, Chris Avalon. Katie, tell everyone about Chris Avalon. You're a big gamer. Uh, yeah, Chris Avalon, he's a, he's a gamer. Okay. Uh <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, he was a really highly regarded writer and designer for video games. He's worked on major franchises like Star Wars, Fallout, Dying Light. Among super nerds, he's also known for having worked on Planescape Torment, uh, which I think is regarded by some as an all-time classic role-playing game. Katie, what's an RPG? A role-playing game, like a first-person shooter game. Is that right? <laughs> no. Katie, those are two entirely different genres. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. So Avalon was like really highly regarded in the gaming. Wait, but what's a RPG? Role playing game. You said it. I know, but explain it. Who cares? How how was it different than a first person shooter? I care. I want to know now. There's elves and dwarfs and shit. A first person shooter. Okay. Well, okay. It's more complicated than that. A first person shooter has to do with with the way the game is presented. It's presented from the first person. You're seeing the world through your character's eyes. You could have a first person shooter that also has role playing elements, such as if it has a magic system or if it drops loot with loot with different um, characteristics. Anyway, that's that's video game shit. Okay, so Chris Avalon, highly regarded guy, that changed in June of 2020. Here's Kotaku at the time. Over the weekend, multiple women in the video game industry accused Chris Avalone, a writer on a number of renowned role-playing games, blah, 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 of using his stature in the video game industry to prey on women. The woman accused Avalone, dot, 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 of groping, sexual harassment, and other incidents, some of which took place at game industry networking events. So the allegations were pretty serious, and they largely centered on Dragon Con, some sort of... Wait, wait, wait a second. Are you saying that there were women at gaming events? I know. that's We should have known right off the bat. Something was off here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fishy. These allegations centered on Dragon Con, an annual nerd shit thing uh, in Atlanta in 2012, uh, August 31st through September 3rd of that year. Quote, I witnessed and experienced his behavior firsthand. He got me blackout drunk on Midori Sours on the company dime said one of the accusers who asked to be known only as Carissa at the time out of concern for her safety said Kotaku on Twitter he and two friends somehow got me back to my room where he pounced in front of the other guys they left after a few moments also drunk and one of them told me he had witnessed what he had witnessed the next evening I had very vague impressions that someone had made out with me when I woke up that morning but thought it was a dream when I asked Chris about it he told me that I had eventually refused him Uh, then as game developer put it quote after witnessing Avalon do the same thing to other women on different occasions he was eventually reported to convention organizers and blacklisted, though his accuser claims that didn't halt his pattern of behavior. Back to Carissa's tweets. His behavior didn't stop, though. If anything, it got worse. It took years for his employer to finally fire him. So, in this view, this guy has an escalating series of horrible behavior preying on women with alcohol. No one will do anything about it. Second woman said this. This is from Kotaku. 
Following this story, another woman in the games industry shared on Twitter what she said was a screenshot of private Facebook messages between herself and Avalon in 2014 that showed him turning a non-sexual conversation into immediately propositioning sex to her, describing the proposed sexual acts in detail. The woman said that Avalon was aware of the fact that she was already in a relationship at the time and that the messengers made her feel, quote, sick and upset, end quote. Then in parentheses, since this person did not respond to requests for comment from Kotaku, we have elected to not print her name or link to her post. As a journalism nerd, I, I want to focus on that parenthetical. Katie, what do you think about relaying the substance of an accusation from someone who did not say it anonymously, but said it publicly on Twitter under their own name, but not linking to what they said or providing their name? Uh, it's against journalistic conventions. I mean, if somebody is going to make an accusation like that publicly, then under their own name, then you should give them the credit for it. I mean, credit isn't the right word, but you just, it's a not, <laughs> good job with yeah. that accusation. Bro. You're, you're, you're turning a, a named accusation into an anonymous accusation. Yeah. And, and the other reason why is like, I, I don't know, people should be able to judge evidence for themselves when there's yeah. evidence available. So Katie, I was able to find the tweet on the Wayback machine. Do you want to just read it and then read the screenshot attached? All right, so the woman is named Jackie Collins. I should add, she was like a PR person in the gaming world, or and maybe still is. Uh, and the tweet says, In 2013, I forgave Chris for this. I never forgot about it, though. I always kind of regretted forgiving it. I remained friendly with Chris after. I'm sorry if that in any way enabled uh, him to harm others. I was in a relationship at the time. Chris knew. And then uh, there's a, an attached screenshot here with someone. I assume that this is Chris says, come to SD. What's SD? San Diego? Mm -hmm. And I'll explain my third wheeling exit strategy by licking your pussy. <laughs> you may have to listen very hard while your hands dig into the sides of my head and force me deep. Don't make me read this. No, read it. <sighs> you may have to listen very hard while your hands dig into the sides of my head and force me deep into your pussy. Or we could just talk to wink emoji. So then, so that was that was sent at 1.20 a.m., and for from that what you will, and then nine hours later in the morning, in all caps, I am so sorry. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't laugh. Uh, without further detail, this does look like he's just like creeping on her in a very sexual way, right? Totally, yeah. It looks like he was probably, I mean, based on the, on the time, my guess would be that he was drunk. Yeah. A third woman, a friend of Carissa's, later identified as Kelly Ray Bristol, also chimed in and made her own accusations. This is going back to Kotaku. A third woman also accused Avalon of groping her repeatedly at a 2014 industry event while Avalon's girlfriend was present. She wrote that every time Avalon's girlfriend looked away, his hand was on my ass and he was trying to get me to go to his room. I told him I don't fuck my friend's boyfriends and to stay the fuck away from me. This person has said they will not speak on the matter further with members of the media and made a public request that the media not use her name or link to her tweets. <laughs> I don't, again, this there's in social justice world, there's these weird ideas about like public and private yeah. where you can publicly say something and then be like, also, you're not allowed to reference that thing I publicly said. This has been true for a while. Um, and this is not how, how journalism works. This journalism is like works. when somebody, you know, sends you an email and says this email is off the record, but there's <laughs> yeah. no agreement that yeah. the email is off the record. Not like, that's just not how it works. Yeah. Uh, th this Don't talk about me. You're not, you're, yeah, you're just like yeah. telling people you can't. You know. Not that kind of attention. Uh, this right, parenthetical right. figure uh, finishes up. Avalon responded to a tweet that mentioned this incident say he was listening and being aware, but did not directly address the incident in the response other major outlets in the gaming world including pc gamer pick up the accusations as a result avalon was basically blacklisted uh from the industry uh as kotaku put it 
Dying Light 2 developer Techland, which had Avalon announced the game live on stage at Microsoft's E3 2018 press conference. So that's the level of star it was. E3 is a huge industry event. They put him on stage to talk about this game. Said it would part ways with Avalon. Quote, we treat matters of sexual harassment and disrespect with utmost care and have no tolerance for such behaviors. It applies to both our employees as well as external consultants, Chris among them. Uh, that is why together with Chris Avalon, we've decided to end our cooperation. He lost other work as well. So... This sounds like a pretty classic Me Too story so far, right? Yeah, it does. I mean, there's some receipts in there. Yeah. What uh, What didn't we know? <laughs> well, no, actually, that's the only reason I bring it up. He did everything he was <laughs> accused of, and the episode is ending now. <laughs> Bad guy. So yeah, he, lo- he would basically lost any ability to work in the industry. Then... About a full year later, in June of 2021, Avalon pops up on Medium with a fervent denial that he did anything wrong, and he announces he's going to be filing a lawsuit against some of the accusers. Oh, man. There's two posts here. They're pretty crazy reads. We'll link to them. Avalon basically says that every aspect of Carissa and Kelly's story, Kelly is the one who said uh, he groped her, these are just lies. He also says a bunch of other people jumped on board with their own false accusations. Quote, none of the press did any such research I'm aware of, even for the easiest confirmations. For example, a woman, Christy Dina, claimed we shared a night together in 2013 when I wasn't even on the same continent. Mm. All right, folks, that's all you get. You can find out what happened to Avalon and his accusers and hear Jesse ranting about some recent misinformation published at Vox.com if you go to blockedandreported.org and join us as a premium subscriber. Thank you, and we will be back with a free episode soon.